All right, day 53. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast mm. where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, Joshua chapter 17 through 20. Yeah, where, yeah about to land the plane of the book. And the first thought when you read this is it, oh, it seems very familiar to the last section. It's just <laughs> land. Are they just giving out land? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was, well, I want to back up really quick. Um, so yeah, 17, but I want to say too, just a practical point about the warfare, right? right? So we've been in some difficult texts and, um, one practical thing I think we can apply one way we can apply the warfare is if we look at God's intent, right? It's a war on sin and idolatry primarily that right. fleshes itself, itself out in this unique period of history between Israel and Canaan. Right. Now, the way we as Christians on the backside of the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ fleshed this out in the age of the spirit is in spiritual warfare. Right. Right. So that's why Paul is going to be like, fam, like our, our struggle, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Right? right. It is against the powers of darkness. So we rigorously push back against and war against sin, idolatry, and the forces of darkness. And the crazy thing is about the New Testament, it's so nuanced, bro, because it's going to say, no, the battle is within and right. it's without, right? Yep. It's both and, right? So the sin that we're warned against is our own sin and the sin in unjust systems and problems in the world. And so I just wanted to be clear about that, man. Like, this right. is not telling us to go fight random people because <laughs> we're saying, yo, God is on our side. No, like, this was unique for this period of history, and God was trying to do something specific right. in fulfillment of his promises. But for us, the application looks different. Yeah. And so I just had to be super clear about that. Uh-huh, um, didn't good. want any uh, miscommunication there, saying they're saying stuff wild on Windows and Mirrors podcast. Uh, that's good. So, so 17, like you said, bro. It's like where this section, because remember 13 to 21 is divide, that one word. Yeah. And he's dividing the land, but you got to be patient with the text because right. there's some gems in that joint. You, right, you'll right, get right. lulled to sleep if you ain't if you ain't got your eyes open. Now, in 17, he's going to talk about the inheritance of Manasseh, West Manasseh. So half the tribe was on the other side of the Jordan, right? Right. With Reuben and Gad. And then the other tribe of Manasseh was on the west side. They came into the promised land. And he has this interesting note where he talks about the daughters, <clears throat> right? And the daughters, he's going to say, yo, they received the inheritance too. Right. Remember Moses? Moses made this a stipulation back in the law. Right. What is, what's the point? Why is that significant? Because in this patriarchal society, yeah. the culture of the day said, hey, the sons get the blessing, the inheritance, and the privilege. And what God is saying is like, no, no, no. I don't have stepchildren, chief. Right, like, right, right. right? That's the daughter. The daughters are co-heirs. And the New Testament will say the same thing. Like men and women, they're co-heirs of the grace of life, right? right? They receive the same inheritance in Christ. And so what God is saying, like, even back then, man, like I've been on this, right? And and what I want to say is this, fam, we are not better humanitarians than God. Right. (laughs) Right? That's good, bro. The the text is so clear that God always is on the side and looks out for those whom a society would marginalize, overlook, and pass by. Right. And we see that in the inheritance yeah. uh, laws of uh, Joshua 17. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, to skip ahead towards the end and we can come back, the thing that yeah. sticks out to me is 
Joshua 20, they're in a brand new land, but what God does once again is he establishes the city of refuge, right? And so Mm -hmm. what we see is, oh, this is what God did back in the day. God's still concerned about the same thing. So it's like Mm. they find themselves in a new land with new surroundings, new scenarios, new people. But do you know what stays the same? The character and the concern of God, right? So even though they move, the character of God is still the same, mm-hmm. which also helps us see, oh, no, 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 look, look. It's not just about a land being their home. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, God is God is their home, right? There's different yeah. houses, but mm. what makes that house a home, like Luther uh, says, is, <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> yo, the uh, presence, God's presence is there, and where the presence of God goes, his character, his care and concern follows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. No, that's an excellent point. I was going to get into that in uh in eighteen because at the beginning of eighteen he says like at Shiloh, right? Yeah. That's where they established the tabernacle or the tent right. of meeting. And again, like you said, like it's like the land, te- like in its literal geographical location, didn't have a right major significance, right? It is about the presence of God being with the people of God. And to that extent, because God's presence is there, the land is significant. Right. And I, I just want to say, like, we can't like um tear apart uh God's blessing and God's presence, right? Like right. God's blessings to us, right, are mean nothing without God Himself. And right. so I think there there could be a temptation, bro. Listen. Israel receiving this like this dope land, this dope blessing from God, but what God is trying to establish, like, no, no, I'm in the center of all of this, right? And right. everything should revolve around me. One of the other dope things, bro, is that um, you know, he's gonna go on, like give the specific tribe. So in 19, you're gonna get uh, after you know, you get Judah, Ephraim, and Manasseh, yeah. you're gonna get these other six tribes. And the text is so like, man, it's just so much here. But um, one of the things you'll see is that Simeon's tribe is in the allotment of Judah's tribe, mm. right? Why is that significant? So it would be like, you know, Atlanta is in Georgia, right? right. It's They're separate in a sense, but they're kind of one and the same. And it's similar here. Why is that important? Well, later in Judges, they're going to work together, right? To to further right, right, right. forward this plan of God. But the other thing is this. If you go back to Genesis 34, Simeon and Levi got turned up because somebody did their sister Dinah wrong. Right, right. And so Jacob later was like, nah, y'all acted out crazy in anger, right? Yeah. And y'all ain't going to receive an inheritance. So yeah. so what happens with Levi is this. Levi's joint get flipped to a blessing where it's like, no, no, God is your inheritance and you get the interspersed throughout the land. Simeon's joint, they in Judah and then they'll get dissolved later. You'll right. see they'll, they'll like almost fade out. <laughs> As a tribe. Mm. So you see like God keeping his word from way back when. Now, what else is dope, bro, is that bookends, right? At the front, we talked about Caleb, right? At the front of the tribal allotments. Now at the end, it's going to talk about Joshua's inheritance. So you see like they kind of bracket all of the inheritance of the people of God. Why? Because they were the two faithful spies, right? right? Mm. That that God used uh, to bring the people into the land. You had some. I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm going no, no. I didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So, so, so that's dope. That's fire, right? Yeah. But um, what else is crazy is this. Twenty, like you said, the justice, right? He's going to talk about these um these um refugee cities, like you said. And again, what does it say in verse nine of twenty? These are the cities pointed for all the Israelites and the aliens residing among them. Among mm. them. So you see that 
the privileges you see like the, the text gives us clues that are moving towards the climax so so the privileges of israel right are the same privileges for the resident alien who would come and be with Israel and worship the God of Israel, right? So you see even here that God is caring for the immigrant, the marginalized, those on the fringes of society. God's kingdom through the work of Jesus, bro, is made up of a people from all nations and even in the Old Testament. And then finally, this is the last thing I want to say, and you can, bro, Bruce Waltke, right, is a famous Old Testament scholar. I don't, did you have him at DTS? I I did. Okay, no, so he, he taught it by the time I was there. Yeah, so he taught at John Seminary, Dallas, and he taught at RTS, Reform Theology Center. And um, he has this 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 big time book. Anyway, he has like five practical things that we can learn from Joshua. Right. And one of my favorites, he says, is the book of Joshua is trying to teach us this: that the just, as in justice, just kingdom of God replaces the kingdoms of this earth. Right. Right. In the end, God will displace the unholy nations and replace them with his just and faithful and righteous kingdom on the physical earth, right? And so what we see is it is not just negative here in in that the Canaanites kingdom are being displaced. It is also positive. It's the kingdom of God is being placed in this specific spot. Mm. And for us, man, like we have to remember that when we look out into this world, right, we see kingdoms, right? right? And a lot of them, being frank, are unjust. Right. And so what we do, engage in our spiritual warfare, in holiness, in, 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 in fighting against sin and idolatry, right? Mm-hmm. We do those things in the hope and in the anticipation that God's victory will ultimately last and reign, right? right. That his just kingdom will come on the earth. And we see this, that Joshua was trying to paint this picture for us that it's going to actually come ultimately in the person who works of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Dallas prays. We look forward to that day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Father, we thank you that you uh, have provided us something to look forward to, God, as we look back to you fulfilling your promises in the book of Joshua. What it stirs up in us is that, Lord, we have something to look forward to, a date where your rule and your reign, Lord, won't just be celebrated amongst Mm. the people in a particular geography, but amongst all peoples uh, as we look at how you rule and reign in earth and heaven, Father. We are eager for that day to come. We pray it will come quickly. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.